Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. This week is a solo episode. We're going to talk about what information people typically share with clients in proposals and email follow-ups, what information should you be providing, and why does that stuff matter to your client? So imagine this. You are an executive, and an employee of yours comes to you and says, hey, I want to buy this thing. And the vendor provided you basically something that says, here's what we're going to deliver, and and it costs $20,000. So does that executive have enough information to make an informed decision? And you might think to yourself, well, no, no, but when the executive asks questions of that individual, they're going to now explain why it is that they should make this purchase. And the reality is that If you're in a sales role, you are now abdicating your responsibility to somebody else, hoping that they can do as convincing a job as you can in selling what it is that you offer. And too often, you're going to be disappointed. So what information should we include? Now, first, recognize that oftentimes in a follow-up note, the person doing the selling often shares information that is in the seller's benefit, but not the client's benefit. So, for example, they might share information and say, oh, it was great meeting with you. Here are are our next steps. Here's how you can evaluate our software, our services. Here's our pricing algorithm and all this information that really doesn't help them. So let me give you some insight into the research I've done with over 10,000 executives on how they make and approve decisions. And I run people through this exercise where I say, look, someone on your team comes to you. They want to buy this thing for $20,000. What are the five questions you have to have answered to be comfortable making an informed decision to either approve or deny that request? Then I have them narrowed down to their top three. And consistently, people ask the same three questions over and over again. In fact, it's very rare I get anything other than these three questions that people ask. And they ask them in this order. The first question they ask when they're considering a purchase is, what problem does this solve for me? The second question they ask is, why do I need it? Which is usually the financial impact of not solving the problem. And then the third question they ask is, what's the likely outcome or result if we make this investment? Meaning, what am I going to get out of this realistically? Not, what do the vendors say? Not, what are you hoping? But in essence, what's the likely outcome or result if we go down this path? Now, there's a distant fourth in all this, which is what are the alternatives? But the reality is that if we answer the first three questions really well, that one becomes implied. Because if I was dealing with somebody and I was in sync with them about what problem they can solve for me, and this vendor was also in sync with me on why I need their help, If that was also the vendor has the highest likelihood of delivering the results I need, that's my vendor. So what that means is that we have to get really smart about the questions we ask, the information we collect, and more importantly, how we deliver it back to the client. Now, if we use the same side quadrants, and you can find the same side quadrant journals on Amazon, and if you search for same side quadrant journals, you'll you'll find video and information about these. 
This is a method for us taking notes. And the way we take notes is in the upper left corner in these quadrants, we take notes about the issue, namely the superficial part of what did the client say they were trying to solve. In the upper right quadrant, we take notes about the impact and importance. That maps to why do they need it, meaning what happens if you don't solve this? How important is this compared to other things on your plate? In the lower left quadrant, we take notes about the results, meaning just because you pay us money doesn't mean we're successful. What would it look like six months from now? What can we measure to know that we're successful? In the lower right quadrant, we take notes about who else is impacted and who else would have an opinion about those results. That way we make sure all the right people are involved. So during our meeting, that's the type of information that we're capturing. Now, see, so you're thinking to yourself, okay, that's all good and well. So now I've had this meeting. What's in my follow-up note? Well, what did the executive need in order to make a decision? They needed to understand what problems to solve, why do I need it, and what's the likely outcome or result. You notice that maps directly to the same side quadrants. So we send a note that I refer to as the concise business case, or the CBC. And this is something that we talk about in the Same Side Selling Academy in great detail. But the gist of it is that we're sending them a summary that says, here is my understanding of your situation. And within that section, we're going to include the issue, the impact, and the importance. Then we're going to say to them, you also mentioned that these are the results that you needed to see. And we're going to detail what they said about the results. And then is a perfect place for us to say, and in order to achieve that, based on what we know right now, here's what the investment would be to accomplish that. Now, it's very important that we don't add stuff in the CBC, in this concise business case, that we have not spoken to the client about. So if, in fact, you have to go back and think about what the investment is for them, then before you send the CBC – or before you include the investment part in the CBC, you contact the client and say, hey, in order to achieve that, here's what the investment would be. Is it okay that we continue this or should we, should we just end it right now? Because I want to get the truth about whether or not they're comfortable moving forward or not. So what we now have is we have this document we call the concise business case that summarizes what the client's trying to solve why it's important, meaning what happens if they don't solve it, how important is this compared to other things on their plate, what does success look like, and what's the path we're going to take together to get there, and now we're going to add into that document, and here's who you said also needs to be involved and in how we're going to include them. So what we've just done is given them a document that allows the client to feel like they've been heard. They feel like you now have a plan and a complete understanding of what it is they need. See, there's research that shows that the single greatest reason why people pick one firm, especially a services firm, over another is how well they feel you understand their situation. And so if we can summarize it in this way, then they feel like, wow, these people totally get us and this makes sense. And when they go for approval rather than getting a song and dance – the executive looks and says, wow, so this is the problem we're trying to solve. This is why we need it. This is what happens if we don't solve it. Here's what success looks like. That's what the investment is. They can do a quick calculation that says, wow, it's costing us a whole lot more than this solution will cost to fix it. And they can give an approval right there. If you effectively use this concise business case, you will shorten sales cycles. You'll help your clients shift the focus from price to value. 
and you'll actually rule out the bad deals earlier in the process than you had in the past. So let me summarize this quickly so that you can actually put these concepts to work. So we can't just send a note that's in our interest. We have to send a note that summarizes what's important to them. And we know what's important to them is what problems to solve, why do we need it, what's the likely outcome or result, and who else is involved. Those are the elements of the same side quadrants, and then we fit those into the concise business case so that when the client receives this, anybody they hand it to has a full picture, a concise business case of their situation and why it makes sense to move forward with you. Remember, this show gets the direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic I should cover or a guest I should have on the program, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. And be sure to check out the Same Side Selling Academy at samesidesellingacademy.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer. Bye now.